PTE StudyCast. Uh, so welcome to the show, and if you're listening to this right now, you are cramming, and we can uh, plot and chart out our study plan as well as possible, and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, it's a month before the test. So we're going to go through one of the pathologies that's frequently on the NPTE. You're going to see it in clinic, and you're definitely going to see it on a test in some way, shape, or form, and I'm joined by Sky Donovan to help us through thoracic outlet syndrome. Yes. So give us the input for thoracic outlet syndrome. Right. See what I did there? I love that. Thoracic outlet syndrome is one of those clusters of symptoms that you you may see in the clinic and it might not come right to your mind. So that's why it's a likely question that you'll see on the NPTE. Signs and symptoms. So signs and symptoms that you could expect with somebody with thoracic outlet syndrome would be heaviness in the extremity, numbness, tingling, pain, inability to use it for long periods of time. If a patient is really forthcoming, they may tell you that their color changes in their arm as well, but usually they just describe it as pain. Differential diagnosis. Where do you go with this information when you're trying to pass the test? Right, right. right. How are they going to present it? Exactly. So we got to think about some differential diagnosis. So what are other things that are current to present in the same way? So we have to think about, is it a disc issue in the cervical spine that's compressing a nerve root? Then we also have to think about, is it just a peripheral nerve that's trapped somewhere along the way, all the way from the brachial plexus down into the extremity somewhere in the hand. Could it be something completely outside of the box? Is it CRPS? Because complex regional pain syndrome, it's an autonomic nervous system disorder, would present in a very similar way to thoracic outlet syndrome. Or is it some sort of inflammatory condition that's going on in the upper extremity? So how do we break this down and differentially Well, that's what we're going to talk about. So what is thoracic outlet syndrome? How would you be able to tell what it is from everything else? So what is it? It's an entrapment of either the nerves or the vasculature. So it could be a artery or a vein. Most common things that are trapped are either going to be your brachial plexus or it's going to be your subclavian artery or vein. All right. So it's really high up. Anatomy. Three places where you typically would get thoracic outlet syndrome. So this is where your anatomy question comes in. Hit us. Number one. All right. Number one would be in between the scalene triangle. So in between Mm. the anterior and middle scalene. And that would hit the trunks of your brachial plexus. So you'd have more neurologic symptoms than vascular symptoms. Second place is the nutcracker space. Mm. So that is in between the first rib and the clavicle. Okay. And then the third place is in between the pec minor and the coracoid process. Right. So those are usually places where you would get the vasculature trapped. So that would be more heavy. Yes, that would be more heavy. Okay. Yeah. And then you would also get the color changes in the hand mm-hmm. as well. So the interesting thing about thoracic outlet syndrome is because there's these three different anatomical locations, you have different special tests that you can do. And they're so special. They're very special. Special tests. Depending on which special test you do, that can clue you into where it is trapped anatomically. Okay, let's do it. One of the special tests is called Adson's test. With all of these special tests, what you're actually looking for is the detection of the patient's pulse to start the test, and then you're looking for the pulse to go away. Got it. So that's the same for all three of these tests. Okay, good to know. But what you're doing with these tests is you're putting the brachial plexus or the subclavian artery or vein in a position of stretch or it is being compressed. So we're putting the patient in these motions. So even if you can't remember what the test is doing, 
if you're thinking and you're taking the MPTE and you know the three places anatomically where it can get trapped, you can still get the answer right because you can just think about, well, what position would it put the patient in? I like it because we panic a lot, especially exactly. when taking practice and, tests. And a lot of the names sound the same. They do. You're like Adam's test, Adson's test, one's for scoliosis and one's for thoracic outlet. Mm -hmm. So you, you can get a little confused. All right. So what are the special tests? So Adson's test is the one for the scalenes. Okay. How do we do that one? What you would do is take the patient's pulse, put the arm out to the side, and then have them look over their shoulder and rotate their head to the opposite side. So contralateral rotation of the, you, uh, the head, and you are abducted and elbow fully extended. Exactly. It's kind of like a reverse dab. Yeah. <laughs> I've never thought of it that way. For the military test, okay. think about how you would stand if you're in the military. So you're going to stand rigid. up really straight, right? And you're going to try to adduct your scapula, and that's going to um, get that costocovicular space to really compress that okay. neurovascular bundle. Third test is the hyperabduction test also called Wright's test, W-R-I-G-H-T, and that is for pec minor. So you just put them into extreme abduction. So you're almost like uh, two o'clock if it's your left hand, two yeah. o'clock all the way up. You doing anything with your with your neck at that point or no? If you don't get, so you can do this with all these tests. If you do not get a drop in the pulse and you, you really are thinking like based on their symptomology that it's thoracic outlet, you can always have them um, rotate. rotate. Yep. Okay. And that will bring it on even and more. And again, just to be clear, you're checking the pulse, you're getting the pulse, and then you're putting them in this test and, and seeing, seeing for a reduction. That's away. a Positive sign. That's a positive sign. Got exactly. It. Um, and then there's a really non-specific test. If you are just trying to rule in or rule out thoracic outlet syndrome, a lot of people go to Roos test, R-O-O-S. And that is where it's a three-minute test, it's, mm. but it doesn't tell you where the location is. So that is where you put your arms at 90 degrees abduction, elbows are flexed, and you're opening and closing your hands. I call that the chicken dance test. I like that. It kind of like looks like you're doing a chicken dance <laughs> at a bad wedding. <laughs> So that one, obviously, you have to do it for the whole entire time, and patients will start having symptoms coming on. You're so not you're not checking their pulse. That's the positive sign. There is a right pain, numbness, and tingling. So it's reproducing their pain. Got it. during the test. So those are those are the ways that you can sort of elucidate that you're looking at thoracic outlet syndrome causes. So what causes it? So what are we going to fix, right? That's another great test Good. in MPTA. Yeah. I know what it is, but now what do I do? One of the things that's the major contributor is posture. You would do any of your kinds of interventions that would help address posture. Postures that would close off those spaces. Forward head posture, tight pecs, having someone who has tech neck and they have tight scalenes, like any of those would impact and cause thoracic outlet syndrome. Very rarely do we have someone who it's their anatomical uh, location of the bones. Um, so it's the rib that's a problem. And one of the interventions is they actually get their first rib Remote. resected. Yeah. yeah. That's not a great outcome. Mm. Um, and that's a very small population that has that. So if you're asked about what's an appropriate intervention for this person, you would want to go really to your postural retraining. Right. That's, that, that's where we, we'll get into that in a different episode, but that's more of your best answer. Don't, don't jump to the most extreme, crazy answer. I've fallen prey to that at a couple practice tests. Correct. Um, one of the other things that can lead to this is it, they will try to trick you and they will have overuse in there. So overuse with a poor postural alignment is going to be one of those things. So if you have someone who just needs to reach overhead once, they might not complain of those symptoms, but if they're painting a ceiling, bingo. It's because it's that repetitive use with that poor posture. So that would be thoracic out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, heavy backpack could also cause it because it can compress oh. brachial plexus as you're holding that. So treatment examples. Treatment therapeutic exercise mm -hmm. would be one of those rights and flexibility training. If they have Pec tightness, minor. yeah. So then you want to do interventions that would 
get rid of the tightness. NSAIDs is a pharmacologic treatment that people would do. And then we mentioned surgery, but that's pretty rare. Okay. Yep. So that's thoracic outlet syndrome. So if you were going to sit there and uh, this is going to be your cheat sheet for the MPTE, listen to this episode and others that are coming up to figure out how you can get yourself through taking the biggest test of your PT career all while you're doing maybe your last clinical or your cramming in the uh, weeks or days before the NPTE. NPTE study cast. Brewed by the PT Pinecast.